0: I would like to start with, uh, yesterday I gave a lecture with my son, Yehuda, and all weeks I'm giving lectures on Instagram about the situation in Israel. I'm not choosing this time to talk that much about it. I'm sure as Israel, it will somehow come out. I will try to do the best I can to focus on the Pasha, to focus on the message and to focus on the idea of uh, uh, Noah. And also a little bit, to give a little bit about Rosh Chodesh uh, Cheshvan, Omar Cheshvan, or Ram Cheshvan, to explain what this month and what to expect in these month. So we know in Parashat Noach, I mean, just the basic story, we're all familiar with the story of Noach. By the way, it's, you don't say Noah, we say Noach with a ch in the end. If you are Yaman, you should say Ha, Noach. But because most of us cannot pronounce Hebrew perfectly, so Noach with H. Usually it's supposed to be with Hat, Noah. Noach, the word Noach is actually comes with comfort, okay, comfort, the Kabbalists are teaching us that after Noach, you have Lech Lecha, you have Noach, Lech Lecha, meaning if you're looking for comfort zone, you're going to be kicked out from where you are. What does that mean? What does the Kabbalist try to teach us about it? What does Hasidut try to teach us about that if you're looking for Noach, and what does Noach stand for, what is comfortable really stand for, what does that mean you're going to be kicked out to another level or to a different place? The point is like this, that in the spiritual life of a human being, the search is not for external, I mean, it's also for external. I mean, we need external, we need clothes, we need table, we need a place to give a class. But the main idea of happiness has to come from internal. And the internal work is a difficult job. It's not the easy thing to do because you have to overcome a certain thing within that is normally not the easy thing to overcome. Overcome of jealousy, overcome of lust, overcome of uh, te- temper, anger, rage. All those things that we can overcome within our personality, the result will be absolutely the capability of being happy. When I'm achieving result on the external point of view, more money, better car, better house, better, 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 and never get satisfied, that's not necessarily will make me happy. And that's a sad part about life. Because most of the media is all about how can we achieve the goals of external. And by achieving the goal, the external goal, it seemed like we did it right. We did it right. You know, you marry a person who look good. Now, you're not checking if they are good for you. If they look good, it's going to be good. That's, that's what I deserve. I deserve somebody more beautiful than what I can imagine. And then I seem to be happy right after that. And the reason for that is the education system that injected into our brain, not just in college or high school or elementary school, it's everywhere. It's the idea of external success. It is the success. Internal success takes time and it's a lot of work. For internal success, you have to get out of the comfort zone. So that's why the, the Hasidim, the Kabbalists, explained was that Noah, the old parasha of Noah, is about get out of your comfort zone. For that reason also, it will be clear and understood that why the commentary took. I don't want to say so bad about Noah. I mean, if you talk bad about Noah, you're not getting it. Noah definitely was a righteous person. But when they compare him to Moses, he wasn't. And for that reason, the Kabbalist by the name of Rabbi Isaac Luria explained that, Noah, that Moses is the reincarnation of Noah. It's basically the reincarnation. And for that reason, when God said to him, I want you, I want to uh, kill all your people, Moses answered a very simple uh, answer. He said, Erase me from the book that you wrote down. The word erase me is is the same letter as me. Noah, the water of Noah. Here Moses giving an example. He knew he was. He said, "I was Noah last lifetime. I didn't care enough like I should. I didn't care enough like Abraham. And this is a second chance for me that God is giving me. Hashem is has giving me a second chance to be able to care for the people in Israel in a better way." Going back to the question, what is comfort? Comfort is, means when I am thinking about my comfort zone. How is that will be related to me? I'm not thinking about the comfort zone. how it's going to be comfortable for other people? I'm just thinking it's comfortable for me, then I'm okay. And the idea, unfortunately, and you can hear it from everybody who works very hard in sell or in marketing or in advertising. Usually the last door is the door where you make your sell. I don't know if you heard it before. Maybe a real estate agent will explain to you, you knock on doors, you try to sell, you try to sell, you try to sell. When you're about to give up, it's kind of 5 to 9 p.m., and that's the end of a the day. Eh, there's nothing going on. The 5 to 9, last door, this is the door that you make the sale. Well, why people say that? Why people sell that? I'm not talking about this generation. I mean, in the old generation, 30 years ago, people used to go door-to-door. It was a tough job. Now people who go door-to-door do not exist anymore. You have door-to-door on, on the web. So, so, so the idea is, the comfort zone, it can be a disease that been injected into our mind. We don't even know we are sick with that. We are looking at our life and we feel that my goal is actually to be comfortable. What is our goal? To be comfortable. Vacation? Do you want to be uncomfortable in vacation? The opposite. I love to be comfortable. I mean the difference between the husband and wife, I don't want to try to get in between women women and men, but usually the fight I'm getting on the phone with people of fighting on vacation is the men come to vacation to do nothing and the woman come to vacation to do everything. Usually that's the fight. A woman have a whole schedule starting at 8 a.m. till you go to sleep, they know what's supposed to happen at that time. A husband usually fight. This is usually the fight. I am mean, not talking about one couple, two or twenty or thirty. It's most of them. And the husband telling me, listen, I come to vacation basically not to do that. Not to have schedule, not to do a thing. So the wife answered, what do you mean? You come on the way here to do nothing? And the husband very scared to say, yeah, yeah. It was my goal to come and do nothing. That's my comfort zone. For the wife, the comfort zone is the way at 10, 11, we're doing the massage. And then we learn how to cook, uh, how to bake. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to swim. And then when we come back, we got to do this. And then we're going to take a walk. we got to see the city. And I husband I don't want to see the city. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, there's a blue ocean, sand, blue sky, I'm happy. Everybody fighting over the comfort zone, whatever the comfort zone means for you. There is always one level that you can achieve a better life. But when the goal is to get to the comfort zone, unfortunately, that level kick you in the butt, forgive my language, and give you the parasha called Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha always will be after Noah. Noach. Remember, there is noach, there is lech lecha. You're looking for noach? Get out. Lech lecha Mar That's next week parasha. So we need to start to understand, is your mission in life is comfort, or your mission in life is to create something. Are you allowed to be comfortable? Of course you're allowed. But it should not be your goals in life. Comfort cannot be a goal. Comfort could be a style. Comfort could be in between. But it cannot be, how can I get to a place when I do nothing? If you ask most people that basically either lost their job or stopped working, a lot of them either get a disease or they die earlier. Why? Because they have no purpose. They have no longer something to live for. Always make sure that you have something to live for and always make sure that there is something that you do more. How does that connect to the Parashat Noach? In Noach, we see that Noach, the, the, the famous leader, has been told by God that this is it, done. And he giving him about more than a hundred years to build the ark. To the building of the ark, Noah has some hope that by building the ark, people will see what's wrong, and God is about to destroy the world, and they will join him. But unfortunately, nobody is joining him. He takes his family into the ark. Vayanas <speaking> Noach <in Hebrew> Rashi said, emuna <speaking in Hebrew> noach. It says that Noah ran into the ark as the water is about to approach him. Rashi said, emuna <speaking> noach. <in Hebrew> That Noah was actually a non-believer. How can Rashi say such a thing? On that comment, o ev Israel. if I'm talking so fast, I'm sorry, you can hear the recording later. On that, o ev Israel, and say, no. What does that mean? What does that mean that Noah has doubts? Noah purposely has doubts. He had doubts because he knew he's a tzaddik. Noach ish tzaddik, he knew that if he's a righteous and he will have a doubt on that, he can stop the water from happening because if you have doubts, maybe you can stop it. The idea is not about Noah right now, the idea is about us, my friend. Noah, as Oev Israel said, is purposely has doubts, he create an uncertainty so he can prevent the flood from happening. That's that's the beauty of what Oev Israel is fixing. What Rashi has to say because Rashi says, He said that uh, basically, uh, uh Noah was. Kind of doubting and the answer. Uh, Oev Israel say, Yes, Rashi cannot be wrong. Those of you who don't know Oev Israel, Oev Israel is a commentary that finds what's right about every Jewish person exist in the universe from the beginning of time till Oev Israel die. Oev Israel is buried in Tiberias. It was a miracle how he was buried because he was buried actually in Kiev, not in Kiev, in the Mizebush. And the grave is empty till today. And at that night, his body was teleported to Tveria. The two uh, guys who bury, you know, wake up in the middle of the night to bury your Israel in Mizebush. And then at night, it was another guy in Tveria, make a, a, a hole in the ground. And that's where he buried. He never wants people to put a sign on his grave. If you ever been in Tveria, call me and I will tell you where exactly to go to see it. It's an amazing thing to show teleport of physical body from one place to another. He's buried next to the Baal Shem Tov. And the next door, there is an the empty empty spot. Empty spot, and say, Here, the way of bury himself, but then the body disappears and teleports itself to, to Israel. Everybody knows the story, it's an amazing story. Let's go to the Zohar a little bit and read from the Zohar about Noach, what the Zohar has to tell us. And usually the Zohar, what the Zohar does, and what I'm giving you, I'm giving you what we call the Midrash of the Zohar. There is the Midrash of the Zohar, there is the sword of the Zohar, there is the secret of the Zohar. Hopefully now when it's winter, when I can be more often, not like the summer, so eventually we will open a Midrash, we'll open a school upstairs, when people who want to study more the depth of the Zohar can call me and we can set up in time and go deep into the meaning. Because there is so much secret and beautiful secret, that. but you need a language for them. It's almost like study Chinese or study a, a new language. And it's not just light mean light. It's not just a cup mean cup. Everything has a meaning. So when you understand the code of those meanings, you will understand the Zohar. But by now, I'm just choosing the Midrash of the Zohar, okay? I'm reading from Kuf Memchet on the Pasuk, V'Ani Eninim Avim Abul. When God said to Noah, I am bringing the flood. Rabbi Patach, this is the fighting water that the Israelites fight about. Now, it's very interesting. Here he's talking about Mabul. May Meriva happened much later in the Torah. But for some reason, the Zohar is bringing it here that that flood of Noah, that flood that happened in the 17 days of the month of Cheshvan, 17 days of the month of Heshvan, that's when it happened. So those of you who think nothing ever happened in Cheshvan, two things will happen in Cheshvan. Uh, two things, uh, I mean, one will happen, one did happen. What did happen is the 17th day of Cheshvan is the flood. And the month of Cheshvan will be the day, the, the time that the third temple will be built on, as Bnei Sashkar write. <speaking in Hebrew> so, well, those people fighting all the time since they left Egypt. They keep fighting. Why are you saying, Dafka Me Meriva? What's the difference about this water that they call it water of fighting? So when we're fighting with each other, unfortunately, we create an activity from above of an angels above to be worse than what it is. How is those angels work? There is angels that were created. Those of you who don't know that much about angel. Uh, you can find it in Zor Pekude. It's a little scary section, but it's good to read. Or Zor Begila And it's written like that. There is two types of angels. There is angel that being created from the time of creation. You know, like Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, those are the angels. And there is angel that being created by your thought, talk, and doing. Remember, three levels of angel, thought. Talk and doing. Those are you can come. There, there is three city. Uh those are the three levels of angel we can create. Of course, if we act in a negative way, we think something negative, we say something negative, or we do something negative, we are actually creating those negative angels by us. So those angels are created by a human being. Among those angels there's many groups of angels. You have a guiding angel, you have different things, you have Magidim. In Magid Mesharim to to the person who wrote the Shuchan Aruch, Rabbi Yosef Karo, he wrote in that book, it's a great book to get it in English or in Hebrew, Magid Mesharim, when the Magid tell exactly Rabbi Yosef Karo how to behave. Every day, what to do and what not to do. So here the Zohar say, when people are in argument and they're fighting, There is two types of water. Unfortunately, Water, observe the surrounding. Okay? You have water right now here, because we teach Torah around here, like the Baba Sali used to do. Those of you have heard about the Baba Sali. Baba Sali used to be a Kabbalist many years ago, uh, live, in a Thivot, live in the area where a lot of the problem took place. And the Baba Sali, when you used to come see him, usually you have to come with a bottle of alcohol named Arak. I don't know if you know what Arak is. It's like Uzo. It's and... And and in the water, if somebody need cure, he put his two end on the water. You drink it, the problem go away. So water observe whatever is around it. So he said there is ma'im toki, ma'im merurim. There is two type of water. Sheusot akdusha lo bat kav yamin. There's ma'im tzurim, there's ma'im akurim. Sheusot akdusha shel kav s'mor. There's ma'im shalom, there's ma'im meriva. There is water of peace, there is water of fighting. But when This is the water that the Israelites fight with God. Because they drawn themselves a fight that was unnecessary. Now, those of you, again, I said that I will not mention things about Israel, but I have to mention, I cannot help myself. You know, those of you who follow Israel in the last nine months, no, it was a lot of fight in the street. And for good reason, everybody, for a good reason, that's for the left, that's for the right, that's for Ashkenaz, that's for Sfaradi. that's for Hasidi, that's for religious, that's for not religious, it doesn't matter. How can I disagree with you, .com. That was the name of the game. I am here to disagree with you, dot com. This was the game. And unfortunately, you know, when two people fighting with each other, a lot of time there is always a good reason to fight. There's no bad reason to fight. When you want to fight, you find a good reason. You know, you can find about that the, the, the food is not salty enough or there's not enough meat in your chicken lo mein, or I don't know, the pasta of the chicken lo mein is too thick. Everybody come up with something. It's not too spicy, too spicy. It's too big. How come the hamburger is too small? How come the bagel is too big? Everybody with their complaint. But the point is, my friend, we gotta find out a way, and I'm sorry to say it, it will sound judgmental, and Hashem, please forgive me for that. Uh, We Jewish know how to have an argument. And I'm not trying to put the Jewish people down. That's not my mission here. But I'm saying, sometimes we are, have an argument on shtiyot, on nonsense. We have an argument on things which is so not important. And those little arguments or those nonsense, unfortunately, building a case against us. This is building a case against us. The Zohar telling us, the whole idea of mei meriva, May meriva, water of fight, is similar to the water of the mabul. The flood water, the flood water just was different because they came to wash that fighting. Those of you not familiar with what happened in the time of the flood or before the time of the flood, people will marry an elephant, people go in engagement with giraffe, but they were much more sophisticated than us. They were able to take a sperm and the eggs of animals and human and mix it, so it will be of giraffe of human. They were way more sophisticated than us. They basically change and destroy the entire DNA of our universe. They want to destroy everything with power. Whoever has more sechel, more brain, more muscle, that's the one who's going to win. We are seeing it a little bit in our time, that seems the strong one, the one with muscle, going to win, or the one with brain going to win. Hashem, God doesn't like that style. Why Hashem doesn't like that style? Because your brain will not win. How many smart people do you know that they still have a problem? How many strong people do you know that they're not, not getting along? Things are not working for them. So you can be the smartest. You can be the strongest. But if you're not connected to your wire, is not connected to Ekdusha, your wire is not connected to the creator, eventually you're not going to feel as good as you want to feel. You want to feel good, you got to connect yourself to something. We believe the connection to that something called the creator. Call God. Call the light. Call whatever name you want to give it. It really doesn't matter. Higher power. When you connect to that higher power, then absolutely things will work for you. What about if you become smarter? Ravash, like, talk about it, Bala Sulan, talk about it a lot. That there is a lot of smart people, but it doesn't mean that it makes their life better. It doesn't mean you go you go and study. Is that make your life better? Better because you study, yes, you're better in Hashborn, you're better in mathematics, you're better in business, you're better, you're better, you're better. But when you come home, what you study in college is gonna make your life better? The answer is no. So, what is the one thing that we can get from this section? We cannot fall into an argument about whatever. Because they need to be right. It's more addictive than cocaine. They need to be right. It's way more addictive than sugar. They need to be right. It's wrong. My need to be right. My need to be right. You hear it sometimes husband and wife fighting over what? Over because they forget. I got this today. He forget to put a toilet paper, you know, what do you call it? In that, I don't know the name for it in English, wherever Mm -hmm. they're putting it. So she wanted a divorce. I said, I said, but what happened before? Did he hit you or scream at you or something? So no. No, I'm tired. We're married for three years. He doesn't change the 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 what do you call that thing? The toilet paper, the, the roll. Do you have a name for it? What roll? Spinner. I like it. The spinner. Spindle spindle, spindle. spindle. God bless you. I love you when you know all those words. Spindle. He didn't put the toilet paper on the splinter. Spindle? Spindle. Did you know that word? You see, you see, we have the smart guy here to my right. I love that. So you should come every time with the English. I love somebody here with the perfect English. That's great. So anyway, sometimes we have an argument on things which not as important as it, it should. And we should change it. Now, I want to take you into another part, which is a very important part that the Zohar is teaching us, in the Resh Yud Gimel. And again, uh, in this Zohar, we're learning so much, but I'm giving you the part that will be more relatable than the part which are uh too deep. Because I think I think we want people to live with something. Because if you if you live here and say, Wow, this teacher has something to say, I lost. But if you live here with something that I gained something out of it, I won. So that's that's the goal here. It's saying Yud Gimel, et noach. Elokim God remember Noah. Rabbi hi yatach. Ra'um ra'a ra'a ve nistar. Nikraz ze ne'mar al Noah shenikhlase went into the ark. Ba, and he hide there. Ativa, He went to the ark as the water pushed him in. Amayim, as I say before. Bikvar Before he went to the ark, ra'it malakhamavet, he saw the angel of death. Where was the angel of death? He saw the angel of death going around the people. When he saw him, uh, uh, when he saw Noah jump into the ark and he hid there, it says, So Rabbi Shimon Baruchai choose to explain that verse differently than Rashi, and the of Israel. Vayanas, noach, mipnei mea mabul. Translation, Noah ran away from the water of the Mabul. Rashi explained, Noach has the doubts. Remember, that was the first explanation. Oev Israel explained, no, he forced himself to have doubts so he can stop the water. Rabbi Shimon Bar explained, no. Vayanas, mipnei he ran away from the water of the Mabul, meaning he saw the angel of death and then he hid. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you think that people are only dying outside of their house? I mean, I, I mean, if they are in, at home, nobody ever die at home. I mean, why is he hiding? It's a good question. I mean, we need to raise this question. It seemed to me when he saw the angel of death, he ran to the ark. I in the ark. Maybe I have a mezuzah on the ark. Hashem, you know, I'm doing everything when the it will go, I will get out. So how can that be? So look what the Zohar said in Reshu Dalit when there is death in the world. A person should hide and don't show his face outside. Should not show your face in front of the damager. If there is a permission for the damager, mashkit is damager, or the angel of death in this sense. If there is a, a, a permission from above to kill, there is killing. It's a petaim, petaim meaning um, stupid, dumb, something that I tried to translate it. People who not fully understand that, unfortunately, will be punished for no reason. So that's mean, if you happen to be in a neighborhood, the danger of death is kind of dancing, and it's kind of, if you have a tree killing on that street and that person happened to be there, be careful. I always tell people, people ask me how to know where to get to rent an apartment or where to rent a house or what to do. So check your neighborhood, check your neighborhood, What are happening there, what's happening. If you see Atzala, you know, you have Atzala about every hour, and the angel of death is kind of, he found a little location there. And wait, wait for that Atzala to be over you know, and then it's okay. Obviously, you see, sometimes people get sick in the same street. Uh, I'm sure you look at me now and say, what are you talking about? Yeah, be aware, guys. Be aware. I mean, it's working like that. And what do you think? In the time of the Nazi, only only bad people die? You think in the time of the Nazi, only bad people die? No. Everybody die. Good and bad. There's no difference between good and bad when problems start to happen. When problems start to hit, everybody go, unfortunately. That's how it works. It's called magefa. For example, the plague, like, like the... Um, uh, the COVID that just happened, that's called magefa, magefa okay, that was a magefa that was a plague, so one of the things, uh, the people start calling me, I remember at that time, I said, make sure you carry that scroll with you, I gave them the scroll, and just carry it in your pocket, make sure and make sure to cover your forehead, wherever you go outside, cover your forehead I said, yeah, why the forehead? I said, forehead is like, you know, in Times Square, when you have the news I don't know if it's still there, I didn't see it you have the news going around on your forehead is actually all the news of what you did in the last seven days. So let's say if you have a bad thought, bad words, bad action, who knows? It's actually your period. You become the first on the list. So, better, you know, maybe that's why all the cover is cover always the forehead, so people would not see the forehead or, or what's going on, because here it's all your information, it's written here. Besides, not just the line, everything is on your forehead. So just be aware of that, what the Zohar is teaching us here. If you see, there's a plague, or a war, or people are dying, you don't want to be in that same area. I'm not talking about soldiers, like, uh, this is a list of soldiers, later on you can light a candle for them, they are alive, and there are, uh, some of them are our students in Israel, we have three locations where uh, we are, uh, yeshivot, yeshivot is like a Jewish school that study Kabbalah in the morning. This is what we try to inject to the old Jewish system that everybody will study Kabbalah. So those are all uh, uh, wonderful students, and some of them live in Steroth. I don't know if you know what Steroth is. Sterot was hit really bad, and we are making sure that between Yad Bidi Amin location, to Sterot, to Betar, where uh, my dear friend Rabbi Michal Ma'or, and to uh, also the Rova, where Rabbi Moshe Brandwein is there, with Rabbi Mordechai Scheinberger. So all of them, they told me that's the name of the student, and uh, of course, those of you who want to help with them, you always can join us later. To do, we already donate them, donate their Thank God, more than fifty thousand dollar. Not because we're rich, because people gave us so much money. Thank God, we donate tziot close to where we donate things for the soldier, everything that they need. They called us, and we make sure that it happened right away. So, uh, when we ask them what else you want, say so we will be appreciative every time you teach. Maybe light a candle for us that we will be successful. And tonight is a very serious night. Uh, Those of you following the news. And the next three nights will be a very important time for Israel. The next three nights. So that's what they ask. And that's what uh, we decided to do for them. That's the only thing they ask is to think about them while while we, we do that. So as we understand, two things. First thing we understood is... When people are fighting, you're awakening the negative angel. Second thing we understand, if already that angel has been awake, do not be in that area or cover your face or stay home. How do you know that the angel is in that area? When there is a lot of, unfortunately, death, or there is a lot of sickness, or there is a lot of problem. For that reason, the Zohar right when you go going to hospital or to cemetery, be careful. For men, more than for women. Men can get hurt right away. Women don't get hurt right away. Men are very vulnerable from energy. Even men feel like they have muscle, they're strong, but men are very weak spiritually, according to the Zohar. Women are more powerful. So when a man go to cemetery, the Zohar advised never to look at the eyes of a woman. Lower your eyes. It's not for sexual reason. It's basically about the eyes of a woman. The angel of death in the cemetery can go to them, but nothing will happen to them. But if the men look at their eyes, through the reflection of their eyes, it can connect to the angel of death, and that can hurt the men a lot, even die. The Talmud said that most men die before their time because of that reason. Because of that reason, visiting the hospital is a different reason.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Is what? Mm-hmm. Only when they go to the cemetery. cemetery. Cemetery is the main cause. Uh, hospital. Uh, the death can be caused by aynara, by evil eye. Because sometimes when you visit somebody in a cemetery, you're in be- better shape. They're not. Uh, the family not doing well, you doing well, compare. Every time there is compare, you have evil eye. Wherever you have the word compare, you have evil eye. Wherever you have counting, somebody count something or compare, you know, there is a suffering from evil eye. People start to counting how many TV you have, how many cars you have, how many kids you have, you got a problem. You're gonna call me right away tell me what happened, and I will tell you what to do at that moment. But you have to be in the twenty four hours. Like don't let it wait too long. Counting of something or counting something in the old domain, unfortunately, invited the evil eye. Um, Counting—that's why people, the Persian usually, they're very good at that. The Persian, if you ask them how many kids you have, we have three barakah, three beracha, three blessing, three barakah. They never tell you they have three kids. Three barakah. A Persian old generation, not that you want. They don't count the money twice. They count the money one time, put it in the back. That's it. Never twice. They believe it's bringing. Uh, Even lied to the want money. I learned from them a lot. Actually, there were a lot of them were my mentor. They teach me how to behave, and a lot of their tradition came really from from the zoo I, I will take but question why in you a second. That, why after, I kind of Hospital is because there is jealousy. Jealousy. Compare why you are healthy and they are not. And then there is this. Thank so. You of course, Bikur cholim. You have to be Bikur cholim. But even in Bikur cholim, as a mitzvah, you have to know how to do it. You have liyadecha. There's meditation. Where to stand? You cannot visit every patient. If you stand in their feet, you danger. You put your life in danger. If you stand to their head. You, it's also in danger because the Shekhinah is there. You have to stand always to the side. I don't want to teach you all the tricks now. I don't think that's what this lecture is about. But because you ask, that's why I'm, I'm sharing that with you. you. You need to learn how to behave in a hospital. You need to learn how to behave in a cemetery because you have to still do the mitzvah. I give you a story about cemetery. If you already talk about the story. Uh, when I live in LA, uh, I'm, uh, my wife suggested that I need to, very badly to move my body. She said, you're always with the books. You're always writing. Move your body. I said, move your body, you are lazy. So I put a short and T-shirt and I decided to run. So I don't know those of you who are like me, you know, as I'm decided to run, I'm standing. So I'm standing and I'm thinking like, if I run and I come back and take a shower, maybe I miss Mincha, and I come with all the reasoning why it's not going to happen. So I'm standing and then I see two very weird looking people going for my neighbor's home. And I know in that house live one lady, which is she's crazy. She scream at night. She scream at the daytime. She speak in different languages. She has like a, she was possessed. But that's what I know who lived there. I never saw the lady, but everybody knew that's who lived there. See, and they come to me. I said, "Hi, are you, you guys live there?" I create a conversation. I said, "No, we just look. No, they talk to me like this and go." So I was thinking about it, and instead of running, I go to Debbie. I said, Debbie, listen, I'm, I think, I'm, I'm not trying to avoid running, but it was a weird experience. The vibe, the energy was weird. So, so we we have a neighbor next to us who moved from Atlanta. Now, I don't know if you know people from Atlanta. They're allowed to carry gun, and they, they, have, they have a big gun, not just small. And she's a strong lady. She's a very really petite lady, but strong in their personality, guns and everything. So I decided, and I'm new to your neighborhood. You know better than that neighbor. I saw two people walking out from there. Is it possible? Oh, oh, they right away, police and everything. They said, we got to tell the FBI. I said, no, no. I was just asking if is that seemed okay. Well, they become very suspicious. They could not stop until the police will arrive. The police arrived. I remember it was the evening. And now I see a helicopter, you know, one of those helicopters with light. Uh, next to us next to my uh, my house that's their house and light and unfortunately they discovered that she's she's dead she was dead she was dead and uh, and my wife always tells me you know without you going for the run and didn't do it and so those two people you would never know that this lady need to be buried I'm, I'm waiting there so of course it's a mitzvah to, I know it's a tough story to digest but the mitzvah is, of course, to Livia it's called, meaning Lelavot et to go to cemetery. But in the same time, when I went there, you know, always the eyes down, never look. You walk or look at the dirt and do the best you can because the mashchit, the angel of death, is dwelling on everybody there. Women cannot get hurt very badly. Only pregnant women and men. For that reason, when pregnant women ask me if to go to cemetery, I always say, absolutely not. Absolutely not, only if you have to. Only if you have to. Better not to go. And children below 13, don't take children below 13 to the cemetery. They're very vulnerable for that energy. I know that people, I know that people by, by a certain thing believe this is not nice and it's not respectful, but you got to do that. One more thing that I want to share with you and then we're going to uh, uh, go to another subject. Um, there is another part about hiding yourself um and just I read that and then we're going to explain something else. Um, the reason Noah and his family was not destroyed because nobody could see them. That the damager, the angel of death could not see them. Whatever is not revealed to the eyes will not be damaged. Now, my friend, first we study fighting between people, bring that angel down. Bring that angel down, you have to hide yourself. What exactly are you hiding? (laughs) What is this exactly that you're hiding from him? A human being has what we call egoism. There is altruism and there is egoism. Egoism meaning that I'm thinking only about myself. It doesn't matter the size of your yamaka or how great the kosher food that you eat. It doesn't matter, nothing. You can have a wonderful beer, by the way, that's good by itself. I don't need to do a lot for that. Everything that's eat, I got it in store. The yamaka is from the shop. It doesn't make me a better person. What makes you a better person is how good you work on your selfish agenda. That's, that's it bottom line. So all the mitzvot, all the 613 mitzvot is for what? What's the purpose there? For you to be less selfish. That's it. That's the bottom line. But if you have to do all the mitzvot and in the mitzvot, you do only 612, 612 mitzvot, because you cannot do this one mitzvah if you're not into sharing. What is the one mitzvah that you cannot do? Love the neighbor as thyself. Chasadim. You cannot do that if you're thinking about yourself. You can't. And this is the only mitzvah The only mitzvah that make you grow spiritually. All the other mitzvot just make you decorate yourself better. You have tefillin. You can buy bigger tefillin, smaller tefillin. uh, You can buy a a, a candle order for Shabbat. Beautiful from silver with diamond and gold. So what? So what? Is that make you holy? No. I want to see you being nice to a person who just took your seat. I want to see you being nice to a person who just took your salad. What are you eating? This is the test of a human being. And I'm reading here from the new book of uh, Tzvi Tzadik, Rav Brandwein. Okay, Ainyanu beKach—that's what Rav Brandwein writes. Torah Tenu the foundation of our Torah. Uahavat Azulat. You want to know what this old Torah is about? Ahavat Azulat. How great I am doing loving another human being. This is the only test. Ki od li'fnei tzidat b'etzaim ketuv v'ei b'aimim aim v'kedal Moshe v'itzei lecha v'ei rebesob lotam. Even before the Torah was uh, giving, Moses came out of his palace because he was like a grandson to Pharaoh. And he saw the pain and suffering of his people. <speaking in Hebrew> Rashi say he gave his heart. He gave his eyes. He was broken to see his people suffering. <speaking in Hebrew> he went in the second day and he saw two Jewish people fighting with each other. They were not Jewish at that time. They were Hebrew. It was not Judaism then. It was Hebrew people. Ivrim is Hebrew. now I know what happened. What does that mean, say Moses, I was wondering, how can that people, the son of Avram, the son of Isaac, the son of Yaakov, the son of all the Shvatin, those children can be slaves to the Egyptian? How can that be? So he say, Meaning, if you're going from a simple point of view, it seems like people are fighting and now we know why they're fighting. No, no, no. Tell us, Ram it's not that he found out why they're fighting. He found out the reasoning for the exile. He found out the reason for the fight. He found the reason why there is machlok and why there is problem among Israel. Because those two Hebrew people start finding Datan and will start fighting with each other. So Moses said, now I understand why we are slaves. Now I understand why we're going to a rough time. Everybody, you know, we are we are Jewish, we're gonna point finger in the and there and there and there and there. But eventually, my friend, we're one big family. And as a one big family, we better learn to get along. We better learn to get along. I don't care what the difference opinion on thing, we're gonna find what's great about the other person. No Dalia Davar Shaitita Mala Machatu Israel, Mikoshivima Omotli, Yodimba vodath. Moses asked, why Bne Israel have to suffer for 400 years in slavery? I see that they have to go to it. So Moses said to God, who am I? To save my people. if he, if he asked me, what's your name? What would I tell them? And, Moshe, and Moses continued, they would never believe me. He gave him the different sign and said, I will be with you. And then he said, tishlach. And that's a long conversation. The bottom line, my friend, if we not practice daily, love the neighbor thyself, you can basically buy a better yarmulke, have more kosher food, tell people how great you are, but you have to practice it as almost like you have to stop breathing. It's good to do practice of stop breathing for a minute or two. And when you stop breathing, you don't breathe. And then ask yourself while you're not breathing, can I love another human being that I don't? This is the same way of breathing. If you That's the that's way you're going to breathe. Some of you don't get along with your husband. Some of you don't get along with your wife. Some of you don't love along with the neighbor. Find a way to get along. Find a way. Find a way to get along. I saw something not too long ago. It was a one chazan. Chazan means a cantor, like one person was about to pray for mincha, and he's taking, back the sidur ready, smiling, is ready to go. Somebody knock on his shoulders and tell, I don't think he should be a chazan. I should be. I should be the chazan. And of course, it starts an argument. Who is right? And I don't know who's right. And I don't know what the law said about it. I'm sure they're going to find for the Allah. He has to say Kaddish. He has to say Kaddish. You know, we cannot do it to one another. If your friend will get insulted, if your friend will get insulted in public because you're going to do the right thing, don't let your friend get insulted. Go ahead and do the wrong thing. Don't worry. God will forgive you. But if you will make your friend insulted in front of people because you want to do the right thing, your right thing is not looking even as great things in the eyes of God. It means nothing. But when you're looking to do the right thing for the sake of your friend, that's worth something. We must change it, and we must change it immediately. Because it's something that is catching our people, and it's not seem to do a lot of change in that area. And unfortunately, many leaders, educators, I don't want to say rabbi, but many educators are not emphasized that point. Every educator wants to show more wisdom about the Torah our Torah is based on the foundation, the yesodot is how can we love one another this is the Torah, how can we be kind to one another and if I cannot do it then what was the six hundred twelve bits for? when the Laza said to that, guy, you want to be converted, what did he say to him? what is your Torah? he said, well, love the neighbor as their whatever you don't like to do to you, don't do to others last thing, we're in the Mass of Scorpio Tough months usually. The name of the month is Akrav in Hebrew. Those of you who know a little bit about the Hebrew letter, Akrav meaning basically scorpion, but the letters as power. It starts with the letter ain, end up with the letter Bet. Letter Bet in the Hebrew alphabet considered the most powerful letter. Bet and Aleph is the most powerful two letters. Kuf and Resh consider the worst letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Remember that. Kuf and Resh. Kuf and Resh is the worst letter that exists. Uh, not worst, but they are the one who negotiate with the dark side Kuf especially that's why the Kuf is the only letter that go below the line so the Kuf so the Kuf is nourishing the dark side with the light that the dark side needs I'm not going to go to the details of how it works but this month as within it beginning is Ein, 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 like Ein, like eyes Ein means to see Bet meaning baraka, but in between you have the Kar Kar of Akrav Kar means freezing cold the dark side in this month, every one of us has to break that coldness between us and other people. Got to break the car and put the iron Bet together. Ein Bet stands for 72, those of you know what it is. But this Ein Bet cannot meet each other until the car in between will be destroyed. For that reason, this month called Yare Achbul in the Nevi'im. And yareach Bul, it says, this is the time that the war, I hope, I don't want to say, I hope it's not the war that we are experiencing now, or maybe it is the war. It's supposed to start in the month of Cheshvan, which we are in it now, Yareach Bul, and then in Yareach Bul, it's supposed to be nine months till Mashiach come. That's what they talk about. I don't know if it's that war and I'm not trying to be a predictor, because I'm not. I'm just sharing with you information that I was thinking about lately. So, another thing, the two letters according to Abraham and according to Bla Sasra that built this month called Dalet Enun. Dalet and Nun stand together for Dan, D-A-N. Dan means judgmental. So this, this month, have, there is a lot of judgment that comes from Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. The judgment is coming down, a manifestation of whatever happened then is taking a place in this month. Dalet and Nun, tribe of Dan, those of you familiar with the different tribe, twelfth tribe. Shimshon, Samson, from the, was from the tribe of Dan. He's the one who, who fight the plish team Not the Palestinian, the plish team By the way, the Palestinian name gave to us by the Roman, over as making fun of us over the plish team that we had a fight with. It was never a Palestinian name, those of you. I'm not trying to give a political campaign here, but just some of you maybe didn't read the history. Where did the Palestinian get the name Palestinian? It was the Roman want to make fun of the land of Israel and for the for the place in Gaza that used to be the land of Pelishtim, that King David diminished them. So for that reason, they want to make fun of Israel and change it from uh, Canaan, then to Israel, then to Palestine. That's where the name comes from. So it was never a name, Palestine, just to let you know. So in the month of um, Scorpion, what do you need to do? and. If you're married to Scorpio, anybody married to Scorpio? Nobody married to Scorpio, besides my wife. <laughs> you married to Scorpio? Married to Scorpio is not the easy thing. Okay, it's not the easy thing. Scorpio don't share what they don't want to share, uh, share information. So that's why if you go on Google, the number one spy in the world is Scorpio, actually. They are like spy. You don't know nothing about them. You don't know where they're coming from, where they're going to. And once you think you figure it out, that's when you fell. So you never know nothing about Scorpio. This is like hiding. That's why you, if you look at the amount of, of uh, agent in the world, usually it's Scorpio, and I think the second one in line is Pisces. So being married to Scorpio, Scorpio is like a woman. Scorpio man is like woman. They have their period twice a month or sometimes once a month. They have the, they have the time. They have the time that they go through crisis. If you understand that, it's a wonderful people to be with. Scorpio woman. Scorpio woman, what I just tell about men, double up. Okay, double up what I just say. Okay, Scorpio woman. If you are a friend with Scorpio woman, you have the best friend you ever found. If you're not friend with the Scorpio woman, change your city, change the place where you live because she will, she will find you. Okay, don't ever fight with the Scorpio woman. It's not going to be good for you. Just agree. It's better to agree. What if you're married to a Scorpio woman? Well, never ever talk to another woman ever, even if she's there or she's not there. Only with the permission, and the camera has to be on. Scorpio woman can be very jealous, and that jealousy can actually come after you for years. It will not let go. It will be reminded to you. After 25 years of marriage, you're still going to hear a story, I remember. (laughs) I remember when you were married three years together, you did this to me. That will remind you. So, Scorpio has a great memory. Enough negative about Scorpio. What's good about Scorpio? Uh, uh, Determine uh, they have, uh, when they into certainty nobody can break their certainty down uh, when they break their fear they have a lot of fear in their mind when they break the fear nobody can stop stop them so when, when a Scorpio has no fear there is uh, determined of what the goal will be no human can stop a person like that they excellent with money when they decide to be excellent for money Okay, if they don't try to please other people because a lot of times they need love from people so they skip over money and get the love But if they skip the love over people, they don't care what people say, they can be very successful. Even money doesn't mean a lot to them. Never will be mean something to them. They say it is, but it's not. Uh, They are the only sign who can talk about death, you know, and understand death. They understand the concept of death they understand that you come here to this world to die basically you're born you're gonna die eventually they talk about it like you talk about having a tea it's not a big deal for them they understand there's an end to this story and they live their life like that which is good and bad i mean there's good and bad in that uh from the point of uh, famous people who were scopio, king david some people say it was gemini some people say it was scorpio samson some people say he was scorpio uh, Rabbi Chaim Vital, some people say it was Taurus, some people say it was Scorpio, there is, so people with intensity, very intense, very, uh, uh, when you're next to them, you feel they know what they want, and also they know exactly what they don't want, so they can make you very uncomfortable uh, in the way they look at you, strong eyes, they can see things, some of them also been blessed with the gift, like Pisces, water Sun usually have that gift, uh, the gift of psychic, the, the gift of mysticism, the gift of seeing through the human being and know exactly where the soul came from and what to do about this life. So in these months, we all can develop that those wonderful things that Scorpio has. We all can develop. So just meditate more. Think more about your soul and understand your soul better. We're, we, we're going to do now a short meditation. And the short meditation we're going to do is basically for the for the people of Israel that are going through a rough time right now uh, and it's wonderful to see Am Israel together, volunteers and donate, there's so much money, I mean, I'm just a small organization Debbie and me are a small organization that donate uh, only above $50,000 but there is organizations organization that donate millions of dollars to Israel and donate it from clothes to food to everything there's so much unity, so much wonderful thing but still, when I talk one-on-one for the soldier there is fear. It's not, not the easy. It's not the easy war. It's 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 a tough war because uh, no Israeli want to fight. No Israeli want to go to war. We want to eat hummus and leave us alone and watch watch the sun the sunset. That's it. And what uh, we we've been forced to go through that and that's what we gotta do. So we need your energy. And tonight we send this energy in the short meditation to our people in Israel, not just the soldier, also the family with with some victim, unfortunately. And also to people who are sitting at home and don't know what's going to happen also people in the hospital that hope for a better life and also for people who are very confused what's going to be the future of israel so and also for for some Americans who come to help us and protect us right now and uh we want to give them energy to continue to believe and also for people in germany that start to support israel in an unpredictable way that i never saw before and also in finland people start to support israel So we need all your energy, and I'm not trying to, those of you who know me, I'm not uh, uh, here to preach Zionism, that's not my style. I'm here to preach Kabbalistic knowledge, but uh, when there is lack of love, I will definitely make sure that we will inject more love. So sit comfortable as you want, I mean you don't have to remove your leg or feet or hand, or sit as you wish whatever you want to do, just focus on your breathing. That's all what I want you to do, because remember your neshimot, your breathing. Be aware of it in Hebrew. Hebrew is a beautiful language. You you have neshama, and then you have breathing is neshima. It's almost the same uh, same letter, neshima. So when you breathe, basically the avir, the air, that in Kabbalah it can be avir, is or, you're getting light into your body, and I want you to believe right now in your mind that when you inhale, you inhale light, and then when you exhale, there's darkness to be that's been removed. We're going to do it about 10 times. I'm going to count from 10 to 1, and we, we're going to inhale and exhale, and do the best you can. You don't have to do it perfect. Do it as whatever makes you comfortable. So right now, we're going to inhale as deep as you can. You can fill up your belly. You can feel your belly. You can put your hand on your belly. Make sure it's there, and then exhale slowly. Hold it, and then inhale again, and hold it again, that was two, exhale, good, now eight more times,
1: this, this will be the third time, inhale, and exhale, slowly. Inhale four. Hold it. I wanna feel that you unified the group here in this room together and exhale slowly. Inhale five. Hold it. Hold it. Exhale. Hold it, don't inhale. Yet. Six inhale. Hold it and exhale. Hold it a little bit longer this time. Inhale seven. it a little bit longer, exhale, hold it, in L8, hold it, hold it, Exhale, all the darkness. In L9, all the light coming in now. All the light. And exhale, slowly, 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 and hold it. Inhale ten times, it's the last one, now exhale slowly, I want you to imagine yourself seeing yourself from above if you're capable of that, it's okay if you're not, it's okay too, seeing yourself from above, you see your body surrounded by light, want you to take part of that light. It's beautiful. It looks like a candle. And share it with a person that's going through a rough time right now. It could be in Israel. It could be somewhere else. (coughs) Share that light from your soul with another person. Make sure that that light you share with them lighting their soul, with love, with kindness, with the feel that they are totally protected. They totally love. If you're doing it together with everybody, You did decide to do it in the land of Israel. See how your little light removes such a big darkness. People feel your blessing, people feel your kindness, people feel your love. Inhale as deep as you can now, and then exhale it right away. Then slowly open your eyes. <coughs>
0: I want to thank you for coming. Please thank the person next to you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you.